Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Joining me again this morning on Next on the Tee, I'm your host, Chris Mascaro, and today I have the absolute privilege of talking with Christina Stockton. Christina was a four-year All-West Coast Conference player at the University of San Francisco. She has competed on the LPGA Symmetra Tour, the Canadian Tour, and the Cactus Tour. Plus, she also competed on the Golf Channel's Big Break Atlantis a couple of years ago, and I'm very excited to have her join me this morning. And we're going to get to her in just a moment. But before we do, we want to get started by kicking off the show like we do every week by saluting the brave men and women serving in our military. Thank you. Thank you for your daily sacrifices and all you do to keep the rest of us safe. We also want to thank those of you who serve or have served in every branch of the military and public service. We truly appreciate what you do to preserve our freedoms and our liberties. It's through your strength and your efforts that our way of life is even possible. Our sincere thanks as well to Sean Cruz and all the wonderful folks at the Armed Forces Radio Network. It's an honor for us to be a part of what you're doing. You can find our show by going to armedforcesradionetwork.org. We also want to thank everyone listening in on iHeartRadio, as well as great radio sites across the Internet like Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player.fm, and Blog Talk Radio. I also want to give a special shout-out to our good friends Mike Kovacs, Ben Kerr, and Mark Medeski, and the rest of the great staff over at LastWordOnSports.com. Check those guys out online and on Twitter. Their site is absolutely fantastic and, con- and contains great content across every sport. Their staff of writers are wonderful. You're going to love going to their site every day for your sports news. If you haven't been there yet, go check it out and then bookmark it. Again, LastWordOnSports.com. Plus, if someone's dragging you around the mall or the grocery store or you're just tired of the same old, same old on your commute, download the Player.fm or Stitcher app on your smartphone and take us with you. Let us give you some Something fun to focus on while you're out and about. Our show is brought to you by the great folks over at Kyven Foods. Former Bengals and Falcons tight end Reggie Kelly has created a wonderful array of products. His salsas, sauces, and spices, all natural, and they're fantastic. They're going to liven up every meal or every recipe that you have. So while your friends at your next tailgate uh, or you know your house parties, we got the holidays coming up by adding Kyven products to everything you're going to put out there on your menu. You can check those folks out online at kyven82.com. That's kyven, K-Y-V-A-N, the number 82.com. 
All right, now joining me on the Kyven Foods guest line is Christina Stockton. Let me give you some more background on Christina. She's from Rockland, California. She started playing golf at age five. She attended Forest Lake Christian School for high school in Auburn, California, and played on the boys' team for two years. She won the Sacramento City Championship three years in a row. She also won the Sacramento County Championship and took third in the, in the California State Women's Amateur Championship. She attended the University of San Francisco and was a four-time All-West Coast Conference player and finished in the top 10 in 14 collegiate tournaments. She competed on in the uh, 2008 U.S. Women Amateur Championship, finishing tied for 89th. And in 2009, she was selected as an NCAA All-Star. She turned pro in November of 2010 and has competed on the LPGA Symmetra Tour, the Canadian Tour, and Cactus Tour. Christina was also a participant on the uh, Golf Channel's Big Break Atlantis, where she made it all the way to the Final Four. And if you're not following her on Twitter, at Christina Golfs, you're missing out on a lot of entertaining material. And we are so thrilled to have her as part of uh, the show this morning. Good morning, Christina. Thanks for being on uh, next on the tee with me. Good morning, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Christina, a couple of weeks ago you tweeted out, I'm in church tonight, and Steven Tyler walks in. What was that like? You know, um, it was pretty cool. It was um, it was not expected, and it was kind of fun. You know, it happens quite often um, living in L.A., and when you go to church Wednesday night in Beverly Hills um, at a fancy hotel, you, you see that quite often. So, um but I, I definitely wasn't expecting him to, to be there. Um, Judah Smith is an incredible speaker, and uh, he has a big following. Him and Bubba Watson are actually very, very close friends. Um, he'll go on tour sometimes with the guys and do Bible studies out there. I know him and Ricky Fowler are friends. So he has quite a following right. in the golf world as well. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So, <laughs> Christina, as I mentioned at the top, you started playing golf at age five. Now, I read that your mom played on the Japanese LPGA Tour and your dad played in college. So was there any doubt you were going to be a golfer uh, growing up? I don't think there was any doubt. You know, they didn't force me to play, but we did grow up on the 14th hole um, of a country club. So we had direct access, and I was just always at the course. My mom, after she stopped um, touring. She started teaching golf, so I was just always at the golf course. And, you know, kids, people um, like what they're good at, and I was just good at it. I did a lot of other sports, but I liked golf because I was good at it, and I just kept I kept doing it. So um, I don't think there is any doubt. I have a, a younger sister and a younger brother that um, play as well, so it's definitely a family affair. Yeah. And I, and I read you played golf on the boys' team in high school. Were the boys supportive of that, or were they a little put off having a girl on the team? At first, they were a little put off. I played my freshman year, and then um, after freshman year, I decided not to play because a lot of the seniors that were really good graduated, and then the team wasn't very good, and I realized I was playing – I was traveling a lot on the AJGA tour, junior tour, and I didn't mm-hmm. have time to play on the team. So I skipped my sophomore and junior year, and then my brother played on the team my senior year, and then that's when I went back because I wanted to play with him. But at first they nice. were a lot apprehensive, but they liked it. They liked having a girl on the team. <laughs> you you had a, a fair amount of success as a young player, and I have to imagine that there mm-hmm. were several colleges vying for your services. Why the University of San Francisco? Mm-hmm. 
You know, um, I I grew up in a small school system, and when I was going on my visits to colleges, I went everywhere. I went to TCU. I went to University of Oregon. Um, I went all over the place, and I'm very close to my family. I realized I wanted to be in the same state as them. Um, I didn't want to lose touch with them. I loved the city, absolutely loved the city. In high school, we didn't have a, a football team. So I wasn't really used to going to, to football games. That wasn't really a part of my requirements because that wasn't something I experienced. So yeah. I didn't really mind there wasn't a football team. I loved the city. There was a lot of life outside of campus. Um, our home club was the Olympic Club, which is a yes. huge plus. Um, the coach was incredible. Um, and it, it's a solid school. It's a great business school. Uh, we played in top tournaments. And alumni support is incredible there. So, so you, you mentioned the Olympic Club. That had to be a great. I mean, you're, you're practicing at the Olympic Club every day, right? Yes. I mean, how great is that? Yes, it was incredible. I mean, we definitely got spoiled. I got extremely spoiled. I mean, that course is incredible. We played the ocean side, and then we got to play the lake side, and then they have that sweet little par three course right on the water there that I could play all day long. I mean, that course, it's such a treat. It was such a treat to be able to be there every day in college. Yeah. It was cold. Now, it was cold every now and then. But Is that right? <laughs> yeah. You the, coldest, the, the coldest winter, the coldest I ever was was the summer I spent in San Francisco? That's what they say. <laughs> that is what they say. You, uh, you competed in the 2008 U.S. Women's Amateur Championship, and that was up at uh, the Eugene Country Club in Eugene, Oregon. Mm-hmm. What was that experience like for you? That was pretty incredible. You know, I, I qualified. I think I shot 200 to qualify. My mom was on the bag chatting for me, and it was a really big deal. I didn't really um, – it was a competitive qualifying site. I wasn't really expecting much, and I made it. And getting there, I mean, it, it's pretty amazing, that event. Um, it feels special. It feels prestigious. You feel the pressure. You have a lot of great players there, um, a lot of girls that you play college golf with and that you see in junior golf. And um, it, it, it's a great experience. I mean, it's a really class act event. Match play is a very different game. Um, I hadn't been that used to playing match play a little bit, but um, it's definitely a different mind game. Um, you definitely have to switch over. Um, playing match play versus stroke play. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't do as well as I wanted to over there, but um, I had some good rounds, and the experience and taking that away um, really meant the most, just getting that experience yeah. playing at women's amateur. As I mentioned at the top, Christina, you also had the opportunity to uh, be a part of uh, the Golf Channel's Big Break Atlantis. How did that opportunity come about? Well, um I graduated from college, and uh, I was thinking, okay, do I use my degree and get a, a real job, or do I turn pro and play tour golf? And my family was leaving it up to me, and as I was debating, I, I always had friends say, you got to try for a big break. you got to try, you got to try. And so finally I thought, hey, what the heck, I'll try. So I applied, and they said to come out to um, – you apply online, and then they said to come out for an audition in Arizona – and so I, f- I flew out there, and um, it's literally a five-minute audition. You hit six wow. golf balls, six golf balls in front of them, and about a four-minute interview, and then you just pray <laughs> after that. <laughs> and you wait a few months 
to hear, and sometimes you hear back and sometimes you don't, and I heard back, and um, I made it, and that was the first time I tried, and I was so ecstatic, and it really, really kicked off my professional career. It was a really big deal for me to have that, and the experience that I took away, I've never felt so much pressure in my life on that show. My hands have not only once in my life can I say my hands have physically shaken during a golf shot, and that was in my limit one of my elimination rounds um, against Selene Henderson and Anya Alvarez, and I I didn't get eliminated, but I was so nervous. Those two girls are very good players, and my hands were physically shaking, and I was just in shock. I was looking at my hands, I was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. But <laughs> um, <laughs> the show really helped. Uh, helped kick off my professional career. So I'm very thankful to Big Break and the Golf Channel for that. Yeah. So, you, you know, get, getting back to, you know, your audition, five minutes, six golf balls. What six shots did they make you hit? You know, it's funny. When I got there, um, I flew in just for the day to audition. And um, my clubs, I had an, I flew in, and my audition was about two hours after I flew in. And my clubs never came, and my golf nice. team were in there. So I had to go to my audition time without my golf clubs and without my golf shoes, and I think I was wearing ballet flats. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I show up, and I had to ask the the country, the country club they were at, I had to ask the, the bag boy for golf clubs. for, And he looked, he assumed I'm a woman, so he gave me women's regular flex clubs, which, you know, for a professional even though I'm 105 pounds, I still hit men's regular golf clubs. So the clubs were so whippy and flexible on me. They asked me to hit these six golf balls, and I'm pretty sure I went duck hook, duck hook, duck hook. <laughs> <laughs> so I really had to um, to play with it and swing a little differently with the women's flex club. But I told them, I said, you know, my golf clubs didn't come. These are not my clubs. <laughs> And I, I I am I do own golf shoes, but um, these are my ballet flats. They're red patent ballet flats. And you know what they told me? They said you stuck out because of your red patent ballet flats. We remembered you because of those flats. So that's pretty that? cool. It, it actually, I actually think it, it it worked out. Everything happened for a reason. So you made it all the way to the final four, right? And you faced elimination a couple of times along the way. So you you talked about pressure. A minute ago, but how you know how did you steady your nerves? And if your hands are shaking out there, how do you you know calm yourself down? Because <laughs> you can't hit a golf shot, you can't hit a good golf shot when your hands are shaking. How did you get through it? You know the way you get through it, you go. Every good tour player has a very very solid, repeatable routine, and you have to go with your routine every single time. And if you can stick to your routine then you should be able to pull off a, a decent golf shot when you're that nervous. Decent. I mean, I just wanted to make contact. I honestly didn't know if I was going to even make contact. Um, <laughs> so I went. I just stuck to my routine. You do everything the same, no matter what situation. So in my mind, you just, you also have to pretend like you don't care. I mean, I went as far as to think, you know, how lucky am I? I am standing here about to hit a golf shot. I'm on this great television show. I'm in the beautiful Bahamas. And you just kind of have to take a step back and really just pretend like you don't care. And this is just a small part of life. 
and you feel like this is your whole world at the time, and really there's a lot more going on outside of this little golf shot. Um, <laughs> it's a lot more important. And honestly, that's really what I had to keep telling myself almost the entire show. But golf-wise, to um, pull off a good golf shot like like that, you just have to stick to your routine, and that's why it's really important for players. Amateurs don't realize um, how important it is to have a good routine, to do the same thing every single time, no matter what. Mm. So, um, so that's, that's what I did. Was it fun, or was it just was it more nerve wracking? Because you know we had Carling Nolan on the show uh, mm-hmm. a, a couple of months ago, and Carling kind of went through the same experience but talk was it was it's sort of compressed right i mean you're you're there you're filming you're doing photo shoots you got all kinds of you know activities going on and then in the blink of an eye it's over but is it nerve-wracking or was it fun it was a blast it was so much fun i would do it all over again you know it is nerve-wracking but then you have fun it's fun and nerve-wracking at the same time who knew that you could be nervous and having fun at the same time but you can't possible the big break makes it possible um no it was a blast it's just fun if you're if you're if you're a player and you you love competition and you're there to compete competing and being under that's what you want you crave those pressure situations you crave for your game to be tested under those situations so that is the fun part even though um you know you could be off the show that day it's fun. It's a game. It, I mean, it's literally a game show, um, and it, it's so fun. I, it was a blast. They really do. It's a. It, they do a phenomenal job. It's. It's great. I read on your blog that uh, one of your coaches is Dave Stockton Jr. Um, mm-hmm. and we were talking off air. You guys aren't related. Got the same last name. Not related. But what's it like? Uh, you know, having a coach like Dave Stockton Jr. and his father, uh, Dave Stockton Sr. Those two, they're a dream. I mean, um, I started seeing them May of 2010, and ever since my first lesson, I mean, they're like the putting gods. Um, It's every time I see them, they're always, it's quick, it's on point, it makes sense, and it works. It works immediately. If If you're going to a teacher and if you're not seeing results during the lesson, if you at least a few shots during the lesson of it working, that's a bad sign. You, if you're going to a good teacher, you should see results immediately. And with them, uh, that's what you get. So they're located, they're in the desert. Every now and then they'll come up to L.A. and they travel with players and they're on, they're on the PGA Tour a lot. They're on the LPGA Tour a lot. They have an incredible following, um, but they just have an incredible philosophy on the, the putting game. They don't believe in practice strokes. Um, they believe in reacting to what you see. Um, and the less time you have over the ball, the better. The, the less time you have to think negative thoughts. Um, so they're on point. They they definitely um, their philosophy is definitely one to look into if if you have not yet. No practice good. strokes, really? No practice strokes, really. No practice strokes. And one other tip um, I'll give you is that when you're set up over the ball and you are about to take the putter head back and through, you actually want, they want you to look an inch in front of the ball when you putt. So you don't actually look at the ball when you're putting. You're looking at a spot or a, in, an inch in front of it. And that way, when you're putting through, it's very easy people putt at the ball. And it, you want to putt through it. 
so when you're looking in front of it, it helps you put through it, which provides you with a smoother stroke and hopefully more down the line. And that um, has done amazing, amazing things for me on the putting green. I um, had worked a lot with him, Dave Stockton Jr., before going on big break, and I had the most phenomenal two weeks of putting in my life. I, I was almost laughing because I putted so well. It was It was so much fun. And I had read, and I don't know where this fits in the uh, sequence of time, Christina, but I had read that you had always said that the, the strength of your game was putting. Was that sort of automatic? Mm-hmm. It came out of the box, and this just made it that much better? Or did you become a great putter after starting to work with him? I, I was always a great putter in junior golf um, and college golf. I, I, was, I was a very good putter, um, but... And I think that was intuition, and, you know, when you're young, you will the ball into the hole. You really have to. Um, but when I started seeing Stockton Jr., um, it really just refined everything, and it cleaned. It just cleaned everything up. I had a good base, um, but it just made me that much better. So I think this is the part of the show where you're going to make me feel badly about myself. You mentioned that you weigh 105 pounds. How far are you driving it off the tee? I'm driving it about 250 yards. Yeah, see, of course I, you are. Don't be silly. <laughs> That's amazing. 105 how... pounds, you're driving it 250. How do you generate that kind of distance with that stature? Well, Taylor Maid helps me out a lot. So I go down in the kingdom twice a year, and they get me dialed in. Um I do work out, and I know that's a song, but I do work out. Um, <laughs> and um, I, I have to lift weights. Um, I don't want to be skinny fat, right? So um, <laughs> I work hard to not be skinny fat and lift weights. Um, it's all about the core, really core and, and legs. Um, and it's also positions and timing. You know, if my timing gets off, um, then I, I lose distance. So um, a big part of my golf swing is timing um, and distance. So um, I do work hard at it. I do work hard at it. I've always I've always hit it a little bit longer than the normal and for my size as expected. Um, in college, some of my teammates were you know six feet tall, and I would outdrive them. They just looked at me and wanted to kill me. So I don't. <laughs> did. You know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it drives people crazy. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. Distance definitely helps. Um, but to be – there are definitely girls that hit it a lot longer than me. Um, sometimes when it's longer, it goes more sideways. So I prefer to right. be a little bit in the middle and straighter. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, I feel happy with the distance I'm hitting. On tour, it's good enough. And sure. sometimes I'm able to reach par fives and twos. Sometimes I have a three wood in my hand, and Ryan O'Toole might have a sand wedge, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're out there, and I'm sure you 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 play tons of pro ams and playing playing with mm-hmm. that. When you when you step up there, you know at, at mm-hmm. your size, and you're out driving guys you know, in the pro ams. You know what, what do they say to you, and what do you say back to them? They finally, some of them won't. It depends on their attitude towards golf. Um, some of them right away will just be impressed and wow, and yeah. that's amazing, and how do you hit it so far, and um, it's going to be a long day, and I get some of those. And, 
And then, um, and then some of the guys won't say anything for for a while. They'll just kind of try it out, keep trying to drive me. Um, and then after about nine holes, um, they finally break down and they'll say, make little comments like, "Oh, I almost got you here," or "She outdrove me again," <laughs> and then it kind of breaks the ice. But it, it depends. <laughs> Usually, everyone is super funny and fun about it. <laughs> That's good. Be- yeah. Beyond your parents, who who have been some of the some of the your golf idols along the way? People that took you under their wing when you started to play on the on the pro tours. Gosh, let's see. Yeah, my parents are a big one. Um, Dave Stockton Jr. is a huge one. Um, they took me when I wasn't yet on tour, and that was a big a big deal for me. I didn't have much to. I didn't have uh, much of a tour resume um, to present to them, um, but they saw something in me. So that was um, very much appreciated and inspired me as well. Um, I have a coach. Uh, I see um, a, my, a swing coach in Dove Canyon, Russell Silty, and he's uh, really been there for me for my uh my golf swing, also another swing coach in the Bay Area, Dave Atchison, um, in Sunnyvale. And I saw him a lot when I was uh, attending University of San Francisco. He took me under, um, great with the mechanics. Um, let's see, who else? You know, when I was younger, um, my, my mom was actually taught by Johnny Miller's father, Larry Miller. And wow. when I was playing junior golf, Larry kind of took me in, and he would um, – we go down to Napa, and he would give me lessons and uh, write. He wrote so many positive letters, and I hope my mom submits them for a book someday. Um, but the letters he wrote about the golf game and about the mental game, so, so impactful, so positive. When I, I just remember one of my clearest memories of him was me playing, and Johnny Miller used to host a junior golf tournament at Chardonnay in Silverado. And Larry would come out. I got to play in it at the time because I knew them. Um, I, you, did, you did have to qualify, but I got to play. And um, I just remember there was one hole, and I hit I hit my ball in the water, and I was so mad. And I look over, and I hear someone clapping, and it was Larry Miller sitting in the golf cart with my mom, clapping and smiling. And I was like, why is he clapping? I just hit my ball in the water. And he said yeah. he did that every time, every shot. He said that was a great swing. You're getting better," he said. "You always smile. If you if you're if you hit it the shot you don't like, you don't call it a bad shot. He never likes calling a, the shots bad. If you hit a shot you don't like, clench your teeth in the back, the, your back teeth. Just clench them, and it kind of makes you turn in your into a smile. <laughs> he said, "If you don't feel like <laughs> smiling, clench your teeth, and it will make you smile, and you'll feel silly, and you'll smile, and it will change your hormones." It will change everything out there, and it's such a big deal when you're playing. And I learned that from a very, very young age that you have to have a good attitude and you have to let things go. So a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people in my life that have contributed. It's amazing. It takes a whole team of people to to really um, make make something happen to to play on tour. It's hard. It's a hard game. You definitely need a team of people to help you out. (laughs) 
So you mentioned, you know, needing a team of people, and you've talked about the Stocktons and how much influence they've had, particularly, you know, in your putting game. But, you know, Mm -hmm. players have swing coaches and Mm -hmm. and psychologists and, you know, all, Mm -hmm. you know, all kind of an entourage of folks, you know, trying to help them along the way. Do you have a swing coach and and do you have somebody that, you know, is kind of in your ear to talk, you know, talk you through whether it's the pressure or the strategy or that sort of thing? Yeah, you know, um, I do have a swing coach. Um, when I'm in Southern California, I see uh, Russell Silty at Dove Canyon. Um, and then when I'm up in the Bay Area, I'll check in with Dave um, Atchison. Um, Dave Stockton Jr. has been a big influence in helping um, with um, just um, court, uh, on-course management. So um, how you mentally set up to a hole, how you view a hole, um, how you're going to see the shot. Um, So he's helped me a lot with that, uh, with course management as well. But it is important to have that that base. You need to have those fundamentals. So I do. I definitely have a team of people. I have people I can call for every aspect of my game. As far as the mental game, um, I, I grew up reading a lot of mental golf books, and I still do. And honestly, I've seen, I've been to um, a mental golf coach, and if there, a lot of them have wrote, wrote books. And honestly, everything that they tell you in person is what you're going to read in the book. So if you don't have the money, um, the resources to go see um, a mental golf coach, I highly recommend getting their book. It's honestly in there. And after seeing a mental golf coach a few times, I preferred reading 10 different golf mental books by 10 different uh, therapists, psychologists. Um, Because you get to take a piece sometimes you don't agree with or it doesn't work for you. And you grow out of um, philosophies. You grow out of theories. So maybe what works for me a year ago isn't going to work for me today. So I really, really, really uh, a big advocate of, of reading. So. Okay. And speaking of reading, I read a while back that um, people have asked you all the time, who is your dream foursome, that sort of thing. And it, you had responded by saying, you know, boy, that sort of changes all the time. But the last one, at least the last one I could find, had you, uh, I'll settle on five, Tiger Woods, Will Ferrell, Annika Sorenstam, and Adam Scott. Still the case? Yeah, you know, I'd say it's pretty close. Still the case. I think I might throw in one of the greats now. Um, I would love to play with Gary Player. I love to play with Nicholas. Um, I think as you get older, you kind of, you appreciate the greats maybe a little more. It's always fun to watch them, but as you get older, you definitely do, and you start to miss seeing them. You start to miss hearing them. But I think it would be pretty special to be able to play with um, with one of the greats, throw one of them in there. But there's a lot of yeah, there are a lot of fun fun people, fun golfers out there. It's great. The the game, both on the men and the women's side, they're getting a lot more characters, which is what the sport needs. So it's fun. Yeah. Is Adam Scott aware? Because if he were, I gotta believe he's saying where and when. I don't know. I I I would hope he doesn't know because I would hope that would be the case. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you know him, go ahead. Feel free to to reach out anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had the uh, the opportunity to uh, meet or talk with Annika? You know, I had had the opportunity to meet her. Um, 
we would every now and then go out in college and play at Meadow Club, uh, which is a beautiful, beautiful Alistair McKenzie design golf course. Yeah. And um, she was out there doing a corporate event, and um, we were out there, and we got to say hi to her and meet her, and she was so kind. And I, she, the last thing she wanted to do was probably talk to us after she just did a five-hour corporate event. But she was extremely gracious to talk to us, ask us how we're all doing. And um, it was pretty cool. It was 15 minutes. It seemed like an hour because it was awesome. Um, but that's that's the one time I was able to meet her, and I, I still feel really lucky to have met her. That's great. You yeah. uh, you sp- you spent some time out on the Symmetra Tour, which is the LPGA's version of the Nationwide Tour. What's your status mm-hmm. on that tour and your plans for 2015? Yes, yeah, so right now, um, it is off-season right now, um, so I'm going to spend some time with friends and family, which you don't get to see much when you're on tour and work on the game, but um, I'm going to play partial time on the Symmetra Tour and then full-time on the Canadian um, Tour. They do a great job with events, and I um, love traveling in Canada. Um, play on the Cactus Tour, which is a great tour in Arizona that's growing a lot. A lot of uh, girls with LPGA status will go there and um, play there in the beginning of the season to get ready for their season on tour. Um, the Suncoast Tour in Florida is great. Um, definitely will go back there and play um, in Florida and then um, try to play in as many Monday qualifiers as possible and hopefully get um, an LPGA event in there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be busy, but um, I'm very excited for it. No, we're rooting hard for you, Christina. How how can our listeners follow you both online and over social media? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I am on Twitter, and it's at Christina Golf with an S at the end, and then I do have an Instagram account, and that is just um, my full name, Christina Stockton, and I try to post and keep everyone. Um, in the know of what I'm up to. So, um, yeah, we'd, we'd love to have people follow and share, and um, it's a lot of fun. That's great. Christina, thank you so much for joining me this morning. You're fantastic. I hope you'll come back and do it again sometime. We'd love to keep up Anytime. with you know how things are going for you and, and how you, what progression you're making on tour and, and that sort of thing because uh, you're, a, you're a wonderful uh, person and you've been a great guest, and I can't thank you enough for getting up early out in California. Absolutely. You might have beat the sun up out there, but I appreciate it very no much. No worries. I'm about to go do a donut run, so no worries at all. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank you, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, and all the best to you and your family. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. You too. Okay. Christina Stockton, what a great guest she was. Fantastic. Hopefully she has a uh, a wonderful season on the uh, Symmetra Tour and Canadian Tour, Cactus Tour. Be uh, be very interested to follow her as we get into the 2015 golf season, but what a great young lady she was. All right, uh, before we close up shop, I want to let you know about a great new book that's out there. It's called A Golden 18, written by Roger Schiffman, and the photography is by one of our friends and one of the great photographers anywhere on the planet, Jim Mandeville. Jim, I'm sure you know, is the director of photography at the Nicholas Companies. The book showcases some of Mr. Nicholas's greatest course designs. The stories and the courses are great, and the photography is simply outstanding. In fact, it's so good, you're going to want to buy a second copy of the book so you can take some of the pictures out and frame them. To get your copy, go to nicholas.com and hover over the Partners and uh, Products tab that you're going to see in the upper right-hand corner, and then click on the Books and Videos. 
If you love golf and moreover, stunning photography, you're going to love this book. All right, everybody, it's time for us to put a bow on this one. My sincere thanks once again to Christina Stockton for being such a great guest and getting up early uh, with me this morning, and I thank you for tuning in. You know we appreciate you the most. Please also check out our sister show, Thursday Night Tailgate, with me and my co-host Bob Lazari, our announcer Joe Lajanusa. That show airs live every Thursday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find it on Blog Talk Radio on the Armed Forces Radio Network. You can also find it rebroadcast on Friday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time with our friends over at the uh, Boost Radio Network. We're joined every week by legends from around the NFL and the Canadian Football League, and now the new FXFL, the uh, the uh, the new developmental league that the league is 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 working with. Uh, so please check us out, check us out, check both shows out on Facebook, and give us a like. You know that's important to us too. You can find us online at nextonthetee.net for this show and ThursdayNightTailgate.com. You can stream or download any of our archive episodes for free and keep up to date with the, who our future guests are going to be. Thanks again for choosing to listen listen to the show this morning. I appreciate you very much. Until next week, hit them straight, my friends. the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Adding the choice of a crispy chicken BLT to Wendy's 4 for 4 is the biggest thing since rappers trying to sing. I got me out and I sound like a robot. But do you like the sound of this? Wendy's 4 for 4 now comes with a choice of a junior bacon cheeseburger or a crispy chicken BLT. From Detroit to Macon, I keep it crisp like bacon. Both are topped with crispy applewood smoked bacon and come with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke for just four bucks. Oh, yeah. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes small fries and a drink. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii.